actually the Emmys just started. They did five minutes ago. They just started. This is not yeah. the live blogging. We are not live. This is not <laughs> no, the live we're not. Of the Emmys. We're not live blogging the Emmys, unfortunately. But we are recording the most iconic Fresh Prince moments. We are. Is there anything life-wise that you would like to talk about before we launch into it? Do you want to talk about your time in wine country? Sure. I had a birthday this week. Welcome to 38, which is really my 39th yeah. year of life. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Oh, God. Um, and so to kick off my birthday week, I went to Napa and Sonoma last weekend with a, with a girlfriend of mine. And we rented this huge ass house that had like a pool and a hot tub. I just pause for a second to say that you said with a girlfriend of mine and that felt very 38. Oh. With one of my girlfriends. Yeah, with one of my girlfriends. Oh, just with a girlfriend. Um, yeah. Anyway, please No, go no. On. Yeah. So I went with Alana and we met three years ago. She uh, actually was a summer intern at Intrepid. Oh. And she was in school leadership at Coney Island Prep, and so was thinking about starting her own school, so came to Intrepid to learn more about the founder's journey. Um, And we just hit it off, because we're both, like, girls from New York. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Wait, is she she still in Nashville? No, she was only there for the summer. Then she went back up to Coney Island. um, But she actually spent all of the pandemic, even when Coney Island was still in session, Coney Island Prep was still in session. She spent it in South Carolina because she bought, uh, either inherited or bought a family home there. Um, wow, good for her. So spent a lot of it in South Carolina, and that's where she became convinced she wanted to start her school. So now she has left Coney Island Prep. She has relocated to, like, the Gullah Geechee wetlands of South Carolina. And that's really awesome because I have a lot of family ancestry in South Carolina as well. And now I have two close educator friends that are both starting schools in South Carolina, which is amazing because South Carolina is like, you know, 50th in the country for education. Probably not 50th, probably like 48th. Alabama and Mississippi usually do a good job rounding out the bottom. But, you know, South Carolina is down there. It's also a state to me that I feel like has done an incredible job of like keeping black people in their place. Like when you go Mm -hmm. to South Carolina, it's literally like going back. Like, you don't see the same progressive struggle that you see in other places for people of color to, like, mm. ascend into legislative power and corporate power. People are just, like, very comfortable in their place. It's, like, wild to me. Which mm. is why I need to go there. But anywho, Alana's now there. Yeah. <laughs> like, making it happen. And um, she had a lot of wins this year. And so I wanted to help. She wanted to help celebrate my birthday, and I wanted to celebrate some of her wins. And so went up, had a great time. Did one day in Sonoma, one day in Napa, which was perfect. I've done hmm. um, a line tour before where it was like a, a hodgepodge of both on like a very rushed, hmm. like organized bus tour. Which is definitely yeah. not the way to do it. Self guided. No, it's not. Like so different and so much better. The perfect it was like perfect like everything about it was perfect like the weather was perfect and how nobody cared if you showed up late to your vineyard appointment was perfect and we just like because you know we'd get like twisted or whatever at the last place and then be like oh, oh yeah, yeah. Man, yeah we gotta you go always, you always end up like at the next vineyard like hella fucking yeah late. exactly <laughs> you're like oh it's oh. like we're having a great time we won't be there for another 45 45- <laughs> exactly heaven sent like we thought we were rolling up on this place like an hour after our reservation but i just remembered our reservation time wrong so we were only 30 minutes late and i was like yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it was a mess um yeah no we had a really good time and uh actually also spent another day out there so i could meet some folks on my team um since my job is now headquartered in oakland and so um, it was a really wonderful trip, but you know, anytime you have travel that like spills over into the work week, it just made the rest of the week like a blur 
and not enough time to do anything. So I've actually worked both days this weekend, just getting caught up on stuff. But yeah. it was still worth it. I still don't feel like I have enough time. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, we're about to go into another really busy week. But I'm not going <sighs> to think about that right now. Right now, I'm just going to sip my Prosecco. And oh, you have Prosecco. I'm so jelly. I'm very jelly. No, I'm with oh. you. I, I wonder if that's like, for me, it feels symptomatic of September usually. I feel like the fall is just very like, like foot on the gas. And I'm just like, I have no time to do anything. Yeah. This is crazy. No, I had gotten into a pretty good rhythm running schools where like spring and summer were really busy as you're like wrapping up the school year, planning, prepping, planning for that year, all the hiring stuff. But then usually right around now, she gets super quiet and boring. That has not been true in my life. That has not been true of my life in education philanthropy. So I'm now out of that cycle. But I can appreciate the many years where September was just like, nobody needs me anymore. Shit's just happening. Wonderful. We went to Northern California for the first time together. Yes. In 2007. And I got the worst sunburn of my life. I know. (laughs) And then we got to LA and my aunt was like, to my blisters. My like third degree burns. Your aunt was like, okay. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Because that generation um, yeah, is well, a nurse, but like that generation yes. also is all about like the home remedies and the whatever. Home remedies. Know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like when it comes to like a severe sunburn, like is something medicated gonna be better for you than like copious amounts of aloe vera? Right. <laughs> you know? Anyway. Um, you would oh. ask if I got my, what my nails look like. I got my nails done. Oh, I can't really see them. Are they peachy? They are uh, French. Oh, Gorgina. I love a French mani. Yeah. I decided to go for a classic just so I can be up. You know, I'll find ways to like be in Zoom, like using my hands. <laughs> Gesticulating. Gesticulating. This meeting is going to be over like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do do I mean I am obnoxious and I do do this now in meetings a lot more like I've noticed because of the nails like um, to show two your nails one I've been I mean I've <laughs> been getting my nails done forever but um my job now is fully remote the only way people <laughs> see me is via zoom <laughs> the only way people see my nails <laughs> so I'm like my whole persona is now just like an avatar and I want my avatar to have so, awesome nails <laughs> your avatar does have awesome I nails know. listeners you can't see this but Mia has positioned herself in such a way that her hands are like in the foreground yeah. of the zoom yeah. and her face is just sort of like along for the exactly. ride <laughs> But the nails are like. I'm able to go. Oh, the main nails are always attraction. It was they were rough. I was like on week four, and actually when they took off the dip, like my nails had. Oh, you did a powder yeah. dip. Oh my! Like my actual nails were like long, like like long, long, like gross. I was like, yeah. Oh. I was like, cut this off. Yeah, immediately. you don't. You don't. You don't do long nails. Like you keep them neat and like. Trim yeah, and they always look fucking Virgo, amazing. By the way, you know, I know. Got, they they, they gotta be clean. They gotta hot. be clean. And long nails. They always look long, great. Long nails don't look clean. They don't feel clean to me. I love how they look. Yeah, and I hate how they feel. Yeah, maybe that's what, maybe I just that's what I constantly mean. feel like there's shit underneath. Exactly. Them. Like no exactly. matter how I, I keep, clean I keep I am, my nails short like, so that nothing can get trapped underneath my nails. Otherwise, that's so yeah. My nails are trash right now. I think I told you this because I was doing um, I went on like a gel marathon, essentially, which is I don't know. Usually it's not so bad, but I think I think the thing that really fucked me over was that I was bold and I decided to remove the gels myself oh, that'll fuck up my at nails. home. I've done that numerous. I, it I fucked do it up more all my nails. <laughs> I do that more often than not. And I just don't live in it because I get my nails done again. But if I had to live with my nails after I, after I take off the gel. They're, they're all just very. And my nails are healthy. I don't know if you know that about me. But my nails yeah, are generally like for- very healthy. Almost 30 years. Yeah, like, I don't know how much attention you years. paid my are you, nails. Are you, are you, you serious know? right now? 
<laughs> we grew up in Brooklyn. Nails were a th- nails know. were a thing. We all know what each other's nails look like. To this day, I can see <laughs> Diana Choi Shan's nails in my head with my eyes closed. I can see Allison Katz's nails. I can see Allison Katz's Very nails because she had acrylic all the time. She loved a French she mani. Loved a, she loved an acrylic nail. And I often went to the nail salon yes. with her because we had a shared love of some airbrushing and some acrylic. That's so funny. And now that you mention it, Amanda whenever Meyer's I go nails. anywhere... I do remember Amanda Myers. Because they were always like very short and neat and like just very, very neat. simply like yes. manicured. They could have been manicured at home. They just were like short, neat, manicured. Gorgeous. Yeah. I remember Lauren Calabrese's nails. Yes, because she had a long Excuse nail me, bed. Excuse me, Lauren Scully. She had a long nail bed and the natural color of her nails was almost like a French Yes. Mani. Like the, I, yes, the end of yes, her it nails was very were white. like they very, were very white. white and her yeah. nail bed was very pink. So this is why I yeah. find you wondering if I... No. (laughs) Your nail situation. (laughs) Hilarious. And literally, like, every time I go into any store and there is, I was going to say a female cashier, but it doesn't have to be a female cashier. Like, gender of your choice. If there's a person behind the cash register with a mani, I comment on it. Like, literally every time. Like, like without fail. Just like lovely nails. Yes. But I was just telling you about how um, when uh, when me and my friend Richie, our friend Richie, uh, went up to Scarsdale and we went to this bakery and there was this like, I don't know, college age girl behind the register. And like we we were we were high listeners. We were high <laughs> and uh, we were just like, yeah, give us like four of those cookies and like five of that, like just going hang like such ham. Um, I got like a cinnamon like bunt loaf because yes. I was just like, ooh, that looks good. <laughs> it was just wild. The munchies and she was getting are such a kick out of a us. Hell of an after effect. It was so real. And this was after, mind you, like an epic seafood feast. So like ooh. yeah, the munchies were very real. They were very real that night. And <laughs> this girl um clearly had had a really boring day because we were entertaining the hell out of her so we like we took up like 20 30 minutes of her time and then like we're we're very highly like walking out of the bakery with all our shit and i just turn around and i'm just like your nails look amazing (laughs) (laughs) your nails and she just kind of laughed like who the fuck are you people (laughs) your nails your nails your manicure is amazing yeah i was hoping for my nails to look really lit for the baby shower but you could still go and get them to buff it down and then paint just do a manicure i mean i know they'll do it i know they'll do me right (laughs) you mean like a regular manicure with like regular nail polish you're reacting to what the gel has done to your nails so you should go back to regular you're (laughs) reacting Yeah, you're reacting to, like, baking it onto your nails with UV rays, which I did for, like, three months straight, like a fucking asshole. Yeah. And then removed them myself. Anyway. Yeah. Um, shall we talk French Prince? French, French Prince. Fresh Prince. I am ready to talk Fresh Prince. What does this show mean for you? This show... Or did you want to say something? I'm sorry, I interrupted. Well, no, the, what, I, what I was going to share, I can share a little bit later. It's fine. This show is a comfort watch. It's such a like ingrained part of my childhood that mm-hmm. even when it was originally airing, I didn't watch it voraciously. Like I just watched it mm. um, expectantly. Like I was like, "Well, Fresh Prince, obviously." <laughs> like it was just always it was there. Just always there, and yeah. Unlike the way I consume television today, where it's like a binge watch, and it's like, uh, you know, it was just it was just around. And I watched yeah. it. And then I could think about probably summers where I was home from school and it was in syndication. And so you just watch it for several hours at a time. And like, it was just always around. You know, I love Will Smith as a human. I actually think like his, um, his style of humor is like a lot like my dad. Like my dad is just corny. Really? My dad is just a corny, corny individual and will like make obvious... <laughs> 
corny joke and then like laugh at himself because he's made like <laughs> these corny jokes like and he's a jokester like in the same way that will was a jokester so like <laughs> even to this day so between the ages of like 50 and whatever age you become a senior citizen what is that like 63 or something 65 something like that right maybe it's early in anticipation of that happening and like no and my dad was like going gray at the time like we'd be at the supermarket, he'd be bringing up his order or whatever, and then in a deadpan face, he'd say, "Ma'am, you forgot my senior citizen discount." And then, like the cashier would be like mortified and be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And whatever, right? And then I and then I have to be like, "My dad is kidding. Like he is fucking with you." That's really cute. <laughs> he is fucking with you. He is not yet a senior citizen. <laughs> but it's like he just does shit like that, like. Like he that. loves to make, he loves to like gag on strangers. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it's, in a harmless and it's way. Al- like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's always way. like super yeah. innocuous. <laughs> like, right. it's, it, and it's, and like, it's never, it never, it never reaches the level of like creepy. But yeah. like, even if, even though if I was like receiving it, I'd be like, what the fuck is this person doing? <laughs> Yeah. And so in that way, like, Will Smith also reminds me of my dad. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Because they both are just like. I would have never they're expected. Both, they're both just like silly. Hmm. Like, their humor is silly. And and, 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 and Will Smith, like, makes so a point silly. to be like, I don't like vulgarity. Like, for a long time, he was like, I don't yeah. curse in my rhymes. Like, blah, 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 you know? And my dad is the same way. He's mm-hmm. just like a clean jokester. Like. <laughs> In a way that's like fine holiday, fine fun. holiday fun. Exactly. <laughs> that is fresh prince. Prince. God, I can't say fresh prince tonight. Fresh prince. That is fresh prince in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. and it's so like it's just incredibly goofy. Yeah, the show is so goofy. fucking goofy. There you go. Goofy like slapstick humor. Like they're not afraid to make. So many moments, just so fucking goofy. And even like, as much as the show had these very special episodes that went like that went, that there. went there, a la Degrassi, <laughs> a la you know, like Carlton getting a gun, and like, and and it wouldn't, unlike other sitcoms, like it would stay in the drama the whole mm-hmm. time, and it would like bring it because the cast was obviously like super fucking talented yeah. and capable, you know. There are um, lists. Like, you can Google, like, list of funniest Fresh Prince episodes. You can also Google, like, most serious. <laughs> most serious. Fresh, and there's, and a, there's ton a ton of them. them. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't shy away from that. But it also, your run-of-the-mill Fresh Prince episode, I feel, like, even when there was a moment that could have been a little bit serious or a little bit upsetting, they would always cut the tension with, like, a really ridiculous joke. And it was always so fucking funny. Um, the family is so delightfully savage with each other. That's like one of my favorite parts about watching the show is because making fun of each other the whole time, like all the, like you have to put on pause. And I say this as like a short, thick woman, like put on pause any, you know, any offense, any feelings of offense about like fat jokes and short jokes, because like they are plentiful. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny because, like, you know, the only show you probably could have compared it to at the time, especially at the beginning of its run, was The Cosby Show because it was featuring mm. a similarly prominent black family. Yeah. As a matter of fact, towards the end of The Cosby Show, Cousin Pam from Philly, also from Philly, I think, like, comes and, like, lives with the Cosbys um, before she's off to Hellman. All that to say, the Co- like, The Cosby Show... They were they were delightfully kind to each other for the most part. I mean, there mm. was some like Trudy, not Trudy, Rudy. Oh my god, I'm confusing the facts of life and Cosby Show. There was some Rudy and Vanessa drama, but other than that, mm. oh, and maybe a little bit of Denise drama. Whatever. Like generally, like they're all just like nice to each other, and the the drama doesn't yeah. or the humor doesn't come from them making fun of each other. Or if they do, it's to a much lesser degree. Yeah. To your point, like. Fresh Prince is just, mm. they are just 
mean, mean to each other in They're a way that so feels, but in a way other, that feels more authentic way. though. Like when you think about like, yes, I'm just, that's how yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Right, right, like right. we just fucking yeah. like make fun yeah. of each other all yeah. the time. In a way that feels more authentic. And there's love there. Yeah, like, totally. it, you know, <laughs> I feel like they made a really good point in putting the cast together. Like they got all these theater veterans just to like fill out the cast and be like, okay, everybody's outstanding. We must discuss the most controversial casting which was part of a series of casting decisions across black television at the time that were befuddling the viewers. Yeah. Well, you know, in Family Matters. Oh, my God. Judy, oh, you mean like the disappearance Judy, of Judy? Judy goes up the stairs and disappears. And never comes never back comes down. comes back down. Yeah. Famously. Famously. Viv is like my complexion and then comes back and is... My Aunt Diana's and complex. And it's Jasmine Guy. Jasmine Guy. You know, like, I mean, just things you're just like, what? Fucking wild. Were there any others? Um, that I can't I recall. Think, but there were a few at the time where it was like, you think we don't know? Well, it's we so know. funny how, like, sitcoms just used to do that. You know. TV shows in general just used to do that. And I feel like I didn't know this, or I didn't remember this, rather. But on The Fresh Prince, they acknowledge it in a really hilarious way. I don't know if you've ever seen that scene where like jazz. <laughs> so jazz comes over and this is the first episode with the new Viv and he's seeing her for the first <laughs> and they like have this whole conversation <laughs> and he turns back and he's like, Viv, you look different. You're <laughs> like, oh, Viv, you look different. And then they cut to Will and he's holding baby Nikki <laughs> and he just looks up at the camera <laughs> and it's, so goddamn funny. He just looks at the camera like. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's so good. And, you know, obviously, decades later. a goofy later, show. Come to find out there was all this pain and mm. all this drama surrounding that surrounding yeah. the decision um, to have Janet Hubert leave the show, which was not her choice. Yeah. Um, right. And it's, only, and it's only in the pandemic. Like, it was like last year in 2020 that they like got to healing and they had like a tv special about it and like which i still haven't watched know, by the way which is crazy that'll be our follow-up homework shall we get into um, our top 10 or do you want to share anything about oh yeah idea? let's get into it and listeners we apologize if our lists are identical and just in different orders because i feel like we bring up the same like few fresh prince moments all the time possible we have the same favorite episodes possible, like, possible. <laughs> it's possible. Possible. Okay. You go first. Okay. I want to just name every time we come to one of these lists, I have a new situation. Oh, okay. Exactly. Um, last time I couldn't commit to numbers, so I just had boxes. <laughs> <laughs> this time I don't need boxes, but um I will not be I will not be saying these in any particular order. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> my first pick in no particular order okay. is season two, episode one. Did the Earth You're naming move the for numbers? You. You're naming the numbers of the episode. Oh yeah, I just wanted to be clear. Oh, I was I was very unvirgo like I didn't even do it's that. Okay. Fucking kudos. Did the Earth move for you? Season two, episode one. One trend you will know throughout this list is I I do favor I guess like earlier episodes in the series which i didn't realize but mm. i learned that <laughs> that's the other thing because i watch it so often i don't have a clear logical sequence of a fresh prince there is there is no like overarching narrative arc like yes nikki is born later into the seasons which marks like yeah which is like no. pretty much the only thing that distinguishes like a late episode late se- late, late series right. episode from early and season, the new, and the, and the new bib. but aside from that these episodes yeah. can really be happening in any fucking order <laughs> <laughs> no, especially because, which we discussed in an earlier episode, like the timeline of Fresh Prince, like trying to figure that out is a fool's errand. Exactly. Because, you know, like Hillary is indiscriminate age, lives at home forever, like probably well into her 30s. Yeah. I don't know. Carlton and Will the same. Yeah, so, exactly. You know. Anyway. Well, Did the Earth Move for You is a season two, episode one. Uh experience where um the the family's on their way to the people's choice awards and (laughs) 
Will is planning to bring his date, uh, Kathleen. Tisha Campbell. Tisha Campbell of Martin <laughs> fame. And they're hanging out in the garage. And there's an earthquake. And then they're stuck in the garage. And they Will proceeds to have a nervous breakdown, basically. While that's happening, he starts to notice his girlfriend is changing before his very eyes. <laughs> when the date began, she had emerald green eyes, jasmine, whatever. And then they're back to being brown. And he's like, baby, what happened to you? What happened to you? Right. And she's like, they're in my purse now. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you, you're wearing contacts. And then it just evolves from there. He inadvertently removes her weave. Her nails mm-hmm. pop off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite part. <laughs> and it culminates in a, in a, in a, in a song. Stuck in a basement, sitting on a tricycle, girl, getting all my nerves. Getting all my nerves. <laughs> Dizzy, stop. Something, something, something going out of my going mind. Don't, my know mind. Don't know if her body is hers. Don't know if her body is hers. Yeah. That's a classic right there. <laughs> it's my number three moment. Which is, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Because, like... It's so much in it's so much in a clip, right? <laughs> like so much of black beauty has been affirmed when it's like white proximate beauty, mm-hmm. and so wearing the weaves make your hair longer, and wearing the contacts make your eyes lighter. Now, one could argue, like Will, is validating white proximate beauty standards because he. Yes is disappointed to learn that those are all modifications to Tisha Campbell's body. Um, and it's still funny as hell. So. <laughs> <laughs> so to Caitlin's earlier point, you have to suspend the inclination to be offended and just lean in because it's funny. Yeah, there's a lot of, and even, I mean, throughout the show, obviously, like, Will is creeping on girls all the time and, like, engaging in behavior that in real life would be super fucking creepy. Yeah. But on the show, it's hilarious. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, good pick. That's my number three. Um, My number ten is three words, and they are, mind ya business. Oh, what? Yes, that didn't make it into my 10, which is so crazy. And it's so perfect. It's iconic. See, this was very hard. It's a hard list. Um, So this is an early episode. I believe it's season one. I can't remember which episode. Very, very early. Um, But there's a bully at school bullying Ashley, the youngest Banks. (laughs) Hello, the youngest Banks sibling. (laughs) And uh, she goes to Will, her cousin, for help and advice. <laughs> he basically, uh, you know, takes all of his tricks learned from the hood to like overcome, to, like stave off yeah. the bully, basically. Yeah. Stand up for herself. <laughs> so he's like, he's telling her about this, like, pretend you got a tick in your, like a tick in your neck. And just like you, what does he say? Like, like a science experiment gone terribly wrong. <laughs> Just back up, just back up, back up, back up. Mind your business, that's all. Mind your business. It's a classic. And it's so cute watching Ashley do it. It's just classic as hell. Um, So 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 that's clearly (laughs) the most iconic scene in the episode. And what made it to my top 10 is actually another scene from that same episode. Oh my God. So it's when the parents come over to defend their daughter's honor. Um, because they, they, you know, once, the once Uncle Phil and Viv found out oh. about Will's strategy of back up, back up, mind your business, they're like, we yeah. will handle this like civilized. 
Bella Bel-Air parents. We will invite <laughs> Paula and her parents to the home. So they do. And the dad is a child psychiatrist. And so without meeting Ashley, diagnoses her with displaced aggression syndrome. Oh, no. And when Aunt Viv was like, oh, hell no. Like, what's that? Like, <laughs> um, this child psychiatrist's wife goes, oh, no, too many big words for you. And then uh, Viv. Did she take her and earrings Viv off? responds. And she's like, no, but I got a few <laughs> small words for you. Oh, my God. And so, so then, the, then the dads get involved. <laughs> and un- un- Uncle Phil tells Paula's dad that she fits the criminal profile to a T. <laughs> I remember this. Down to, like, something about her teeth and, like, the slope forehead. forehead and yeah, and like, that's crazy. Something about rodents. It was just, like, like it was just, like, savage. It was, like, damn. Like, They're so savage. So fucking savage <laughs> and it was just a great moment my favorite i'm mo- just like yeah black parents like black parenting it was just like so great i was like yeah yeah my favorite moments of uncle phil and aunt viv are like when that facade of like civilized like drops for us and they're just like they're like we're they from just Philly. like lose it like, on from the hood. like we are from the hood and you yeah. don't forget that yeah those are my favorite <laughs> moments for sure my number nine, and I apologize again because I didn't really like dig into the meat of these episodes. I really just like pulled most of these moments out of my ass and was just like, okay, this is an episode like sort of later on. So I don't remember who this man is, like who the character is within the context of the episode. But Will's mom, actually, for attention, no, no, at least just the mom. She's staying over the house. This other guy is staying over the house as well. And they end up sleeping together. <laughs> and Will finds them. Like he walks into the room, I think, potentially to say goodnight or something. And he sees them in bed together. And it becomes this hilarious <laughs> marathon of each person walking in and reacting in hilarious ways. So Will, like, this is like a famous clip of Will being like, <laughs> and he cries. He's just like, I'm an adult. I can handle this. <laughs> and he's just like, eh. um, and then like each person comes in. Carlton comes in and he's like, is this a pajama party? <laughs> he's like, scooch aside. And then like Uncle Phil, like, you know, throws him out of the room like a savage. Um, but my favorite part. Is Hillary walks into the room, she looks at them in the bed, and she just goes, ill and walks out. <laughs> uh, when we're, we're done with this ranking, we do time. need to identify our favorite Fresh Prince characters. Oh, shit, that's too hard. Okay. It's so hard. Okay. Hillary's definitely, like, in my top two, possibly. <laughs> She's so underrated. No, she was, she was definitely, my, she was definitely so my, funny. my favorite of this series. She's so good. It actually, honestly, is her and, okay. and Jeffrey for me, probably. And I like when they when they interact together. It's very funny. Everybody on this show is like pitch perfect. Okay, so <laughs> this is one of my faves. It probably is near the top, even though I didn't rank it. So it's Knowledge is Power, uh, season one, episode thirteen, where Will discovers Hillary dropped out of college, and then proceeds to blackmail her. That is, I used to show that in my media <laughs> class. That's such a good episode. And so Will blackmails her. Then Carlton also blackmails her. <laughs> and the gig is when they get to dinner that um, anytime, <laughs> anytime someone says Hillary, she has to bark like a dog. <laughs> and anytime they scene. say Will, she has to give him a compliment. And Carlton has a similar blackmail, but like anytime someone says Will, she has to smack him on the, she has to smack Will on the back of the head. Um, and then there's some other prompt, and then she has to like give him a negative negative comment about Will. I think it's like clearing the throat or something. Yeah. yeah. And so what starts so what, it becomes like physical comedy at the dinner table because it's just like in the ordinary course of dinner conversation, like Hill and Will like keep coming up. So 
Hillary is like a robot, just like, you know, smacking heads and <laughs> randomly barking and like saying like, Will is like the king of the earth and random shit. And like, then again, Will Smith is the epitome of manliness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that shit. It's just like so. It's such funny. a good scene. And it's so early in the series, like for the first, like, yeah, like the show really hit an early comedic stride, like, mm-hmm. it's hilarious. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. Is that on your list at so all? My number eight. It's not, which is shocking. I can't believe I forgot that. Because I did, I used to, there were like, no, I think that was the only one. When I used to teach mass media, when I did like a little section on like, sitcoms and how um how different sitcoms approach like morality and morality lessons in different ways that was the one i would show as like a a classic example and then i would show the office an episode of the office as a more recent like less direct morality lesson um my number eight is definitely in your list like i know it is (laughs) You probably have the name and the name of the episode, so please help me out. Um, it's the one where where the parents go away, and Will and Carlton have well, Carlton has an opportunity to use the house for a Bell Bib Devoe video. Yes, I have it. It's uh, the Butler did it, season two, episode eleven. <laughs> Thank you. Um. One of the best episodes of the entire show. And my favorite quote is from Will's friend, who that's another oh! sign that it's an early episode because he, he disappears, disappears and he does have season. the best line in the whole episode. You're so right. I know you're going to say the best. Do you want to no, do, do it? <laughs> <laughs> so they're shooting the Belle Bib DeVoe video in like the living room mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And Carlton tells Will and his friends, it's like, you stay upstairs. Like, we got to get this done. Like, stay upstairs. And he's like, okay, okay. But whenever they they call action, Will and his friend keep, like, dancing into the frame <laughs> just to, like, sneak their way into the video. And, Carl- and then, like, the director calls cut and Carlton, like, yells at him. And Will's like, I was just, like, you know, my back or whatever. Like, I was just trying to work out a kink or whatever. He's like, what were you doing to his friend? <laughs> and his friend said, I was trying to be in the video. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the, it's the <sighs> delivery. It's so funny. The delivery is so good. He's like, I was, I was trying to be in the video. <laughs> be in the video. <laughs> oh, it's so I good. I also, okay, so like, the other reason I love this episode is because so many times when I'm watching like, a boy band, love of mine, oh. a video, like, you know, I actually have to rewind, right? Like, I have to watch the same clip mm. I like over and over. But they kept filming and then cutting the beginning mm. of this music video where they're all like walking in, like dancing into the frame and it's so hot, mm-hmm. but I don't have to <laughs> rewind because they just keep doing it over and over <laughs> I thought you were going to mention when um, when Ashley and her like Girl Scout friends like come home and they all scream and like hold on to their legs. It's like the best. Yeah. <laughs> Belle Bib DeVoe. Such a good episode. Belle Bib DeVoe, formerly of New Edition. Everyone that knows me knows that I love New Edition. So just had to make it into my top 10. So this episode, um, there's a number of episodes on Fresh Prince that deal with racial profiling. Um, mm. this is one of them it's early on in the series, season one, episode six, mistaken identity, where they're headed off to Palm Springs and they're invited to Palm Springs and asked to drive one of Philip's clients like cars down to Palm Springs. So they're driving the car. This might be one of mine. They get pulled over. <laughs> they wind up in jail, which we should be upset about because oh, <laughs> we God. should be upset about because yeah. racial profiling. But... <laughs> The news crew shows up <laughs> and interviews Will, and he's acting a fool on camera. So he says, yeah, we done it. We're to Big Bird. <laughs> We're to Big Bird. We flicked eight Benzitos, 15 Jags, and a Maserati, but I didn't like it or the upholstery, so I took it back, Jack. And so he's like fronting and acting hard in the video. And then they screen over to Carlton, who's just like, Dad! 
and like wails <laughs> at the camera. It's hilarious. And just like embodies their personalities like so well. I love that scene. Here's a question. Is that the same episode where they're in jail with that man who sings like in a really oh, operatic um, voice? You know, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I, I know what you're talking one? about. It's like Figaro, it's like yeah. Figaro or whatever. Um, yeah. And this man's like terrifying yeah. looking. And then he just Breaks like busts out. Busts out. Singing. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same one. <laughs> that's a funny scene too. I thought that. So my next moment is an episode later in the series. Ashley is growing up, becoming a woman. Will is like really uncomfortable with it. And they go on a double date. And I think Ashley is like she's like 13 or 14 at this point. Maybe she's 15. I don't know. But she's on a date with the iconic Brandon Adams from The Sandlot. And also who he was sort of, he became famous in the 80s for like being able to imitate Michael Jackson's dance moves really well. And so he was cast in Moonwalker and he was just in all this shit as a little kid, including The Sandlot. I guess um, was, I was in love with him. Like, so was I. Um. <laughs> He was my boo in the sand. So he's Ashley's, well, not even, I guess not boyfriend. Like they're on their first date or whatever. And they're at a mini golf course. And Will is so like preoccupied with Ashley that he keeps forgetting his date's name. (laughs) I mean, the whole scene is hilarious because Will calls Ashley's date, you filthy McNasty, which always makes me laugh. (laughs) Um, But before he chases Ashley's date away, he just keeps, you know, like coming over and like finding ways to like separate them physically and just being ridiculous. And then his date comes over and like flips out like very in very feminist fashion. And she's just like, you know, you're being overprotective and disgusting. Goodbye. She like walks off and he's like, he's trying to get her back. And he's like, oh, beep, 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 beep. and then he turns back to Ashley at her date and he goes, what is her name? <laughs> And the way he says it always makes me die laughing. And that's another one. It's one of those quotes that just like pops into my head randomly, like throughout the week, all the time. Okay. We're going to take a dark turn here. No. I'm also going to copy the link to that scene in our chat. It's funny. I'd like to watch it later. But it's also sad. No. The episode is where there's a will, there's a way. Season four. Episode two, Hillary's fiance, Bungie jumps to his death, mid-proposal, yelling, will you marry me? And then he dies. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like such dark television. It really does shock the conscious. Like you're watching it and you're like, do they just do that? Like they just killed this guy? Right. In a sitcom? Like he just died? Like. Death in a sitcom is like, <laughs> and I feel like they milk it by it being like this very quiet, like nobody says anything yeah. for a while. Like they just let it sit. Yeah. Like relatives die on sitcoms. Like grandma yeah. dies and grandpa dies. And, but like an actual character that's like given lines on the series, like dies a tragic death, like <laughs> horrible. It was so dark. Horrible. Also so funny. My number six. This is something I sent you like a couple weeks ago while we were talking about doing this. But this is something that never fails to make me laugh hysterically. It's on the level of the last 10 minutes of Eddie Murphy's Raw. It's like that funny to me. It's just like a go-to makes me cry laughing. And it's the episode where the family goes on Oprah and they're waiting to go on. And the theme song comes on and Carlton busts out the most ridiculous, excited dance to the Oprah theme. And it's just so funny. What? You did, you did, did send that to me. Yes. I did. And it's not the classic Carlton dance. It's like, it's different. It's a little remix. Next up <laughs> is another dark humor situation. Mm-hmm. Season three, episode 14, winner takes off. Carlton and Will. Trick Jeffrey into thinking he won the lottery. Such a sad episode. Yeah. It makes me really sad when I watch it. Yeah, I know. I said it was dark. But it is also funny. (laughs) But it is dark. Yeah. 
And so the minute he thinks he won $26 million, he starts yelling, I quit. I quit. Just kind of like uh, doing that thing you do. I quit. I quit. I quit, Mr. White. I quit, Mr. White. Uh, So reminiscent of that thing you do, Jeffrey quits. (laughs) And um, then they realize that they'll be in trouble with Bill and, and Aunt Viv. So they go back upstairs, try to convince him to take his job back. And when they... Come, come into the bedroom. He's dancing shirtless and singing money, money, money. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> money. <laughs> so that's funny before it gets serious and dark where they have to re- reveal to him that he didn't actually win $26 million. Mm. So sad. So sad. And then my number five is a quote that you and I invoke. All the time. Like, all the time. It might be the most quoted Fresh Prince line that you and I say. It's also three words. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) The episode is, like, Ashley decides to leave private school and go to public school, but in secret. So she has Will pose as her father. Or maybe Will does it of his own accord. I can't remember. But he shows up looking ridiculous in a fake mustache and he's calling her kitten and just like being absurd. And um, he sees that her teacher is hot. So, of course, he tries to hit on the teacher. Um, Like he has he has sort of like a talk with the teacher and Ashley and then Ashley leaves and Will's like, "Hmm, on second thought, I'm going to go back in and hit on the teacher. So he goes back in. They start flirting and she goes, come closer. He's like, hey. And then she looks at his face and she goes. That's a fake mustache. He goes, no, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> then she rips it off and he goes, no, it's not. It's funny. I forgot about no, it's that not. one. It's not. <laughs> the next one, I wasn't able to remember what episode it was from. Um, but I had to bring in, I had to bring in Nia Long because she was yes! she was like an early I don't have any of her on my list. She was like an, but she's great. Like, she's like an early love of my life. Like their relationship queer, was so hot. Queer origins. Like Oh, big time. Watching me along on this show. Oh my god. Big time. Same. So I think he like she like realizes he's like cheating on her or like suspects him of cheating or something. And um she kidnaps him or like fake kidnaps him. And then she's like drawing she's like smearing lipstick all over her face, but like outside the lines and then she's like this is actually before they're dating this is the first episode where they meet and she does it as like a it's part of her pledging for her sorority oh okay great mm-hmm. couldn't remember it was like whatever yeah it's really funny <laughs> but she's like yeah. smearing lipstick all over her face out and and, and then she's like it's and, so then, and then she's like do i look like a fool to you but even though she clearly like <laughs> looks like a fool because she has lipstick <laughs> lipstick all over her face Nia Long. <laughs> Fucking love Nia Long. She's so dreamy. She's so Big dreamy. time gay origins. She's so dreamy. She's still I, have, I actually have a story. Okay, so I have a friend from college who, like, is always in the things. Like, he could just be, like, standing in the middle of Manhattan and, like, the wildest celebrity meeting will happen kind of thing. Mm. He actually was on Real Housewives. He, he actually was on Real Housewives of New York, like, a month ago. Like, as a cameo, he was like invited to like a, a dinner. Like he's like he like lives that kind of life or whatever. So the other day he's at lunch in the city, and he's like minding he's literally minding his own fucking business. And Nia Long and Estelle come up to him and like wrap their wrap their arms around him and hug him because they think he's someone else. <laughs> That's absurd. <laughs> what a great quality to have. <laughs> <laughs> so Nia Long like like rushes up to hug him, and she like takes off, and she takes off her sunglasses, and he saw all of her freckles. Does you know? Oh, you know she is. She, oh, know she has lots of freckles right now. And then they realize that it's she's she, he's not who they wanted him to be. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd bring it up because Nia Long, man, that's great. She's so dreamy. She's so dreamy. Yeah, and their relationship was the truth. My number four is one of our favorite episodes. And I forget what it's called. Is it called... It's the one... Is it called... 
Yeah, if you say it, I might know it. Is it called Will Comes a Courtin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Ding, ding, ding. And that that whole that whole goddamn episode is iconic. Every like, every line, top three, every line, scene top three, scene. every line, every moment, every scene. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, watch it immediately. So it's later in the series. At this point, Will and Carlton, because they still can't leave the house, they decide to live in the pool house <laughs> in the backyard, basically. Um, but they pay Uncle Phil rent to live in the pool house. And the air conditioning breaks, breaks, I think. Yeah, the air conditioning breaks. <laughs> so they refuse to pay rent. And then Uncle Phil sues them to, like, make a point. But he's not really serious about, like, going through with it. But they go to court anyway. <laughs> and Will and Carlton, like, over, over prepare and they each give their testimony. So you hear like Will and Carlton's side of the story where Uncle Phil is like painted as this like monster. And he's wearing like a like, slumlord. Like, Satan. He's like, like a slum. So he's like a slumlord, basically. Yeah. And James Avery is just like fully committed to that <laughs> shit. The way he comes in and he's like, if I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so ridiculous <laughs> and then uncle phil tells his version of the story where he's like where he's like, like a kitten. you know <laughs> he's a total kitten <laughs> and like carlton and will are super hood in it <laughs> and they have all these like skanks at the house oh my favorite though is like that neighbor like the 13 year old girl or like the 12 year old girl katie who, or like, becky makes or a whatever. cameo yeah. hilarious she makes a cameo in both of them. And in one of them, she's like super innocent. And in the other ones, she's like, the hell with my parents. It's so good. Um, well, you have to. You have so to anyway. oh, you have to, okay. Are you going to get to the scene where, no, Carl, where Carlton screams about his duck, rubber ducky? Oh, my God. There's so many iconic moments. So that was actually not on the list. The moment that I had was the car, the courtroom entrance. When Will and Carlton walk in to the Perry Mason theme song, <laughs> and they sit, th that whole, there's like a whole, I'm just going to send this little brief scene to you. Did I send this to you? I don't know. Maybe I did last week. But I, I have watched this like 3,000 times because this whole, the whole, the whole episode's iconic, as we said, but like this little string of like lines and dialogue is so goddamn funny. So funny. He's like, he starts, he starts. <laughs> Reciting yeah. the Fresh Prince theme song. <laughs> it's so funny. In West Philadelphia, born and raised, born and raised. on the playground. That's where it's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Goofy. What I do have is the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so good i know oh my this god is why that whole episode you just have to watch it we're not we're, we can't we can't even do these it. scenes justice like no we sure can't it's just hilarious um, yeah. okay back to you boo okay tevin campbell <laughs> oh that's such a great moment season one episode 24 tevin campbell of can we talk fame can we talk for a minute? <laughs> Has a cameo as Little T, mm -hmm. Ashley's beau, and he sings songs in the bank's living room. And it's cute as hell. And if you love Tevin Campbell, if you're an early 90s kid, you love Tevin Campbell. And even though he sings like a little girl, you find it charming. Um, okay. My number three is the I'm stuck in a basement song. So it comes back to you. So the, the, my final numbers here are um, musical dance numbers. Oh, my God. So are mine. So they're probably the same. Season six, episode eight. Viva Lost Wages. Yeah. When Will and Carlton are on stage in Vegas dancing to yes. Apache. Yes. <laughs> 
I think our top two is identical. Tonto, jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Talk about iconic. I mean, this was so iconic that when it originally aired, we were talking about it in school. Like, I remember in elementary school. Yes. Like, we were talking about it. Maybe it was. And now they do it at, like, weddings and, like, bar mitzvahs and, like, Sweet 16s probably. Right? Yeah. Maybe not now. But our generation, like. Well, actually, this apparently was while we were in middle school. But nevertheless, we were talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) And then he throws him off the stage. Jump on it. Insert like a dummy of Carlton. Yeah. Which they do a lot on that show. Like they throw people down the stairs a lot. And it's always a dummy. And it's really hilarious. Usually jazz. Yes. (laughs) There's no jazz on my list. That's very upsetting. I know. Because he's very funny. funny. But that's how funny this show is, that he doesn't even make the top 10. True. You know. Uh, Back to you, because I have the same number two. Okay, that means we have the same number. Unless. Unless we have the same number. We got to have the same number one. Which is the the big 4-0, season two, episode seven. Aunt Viv brings it the way it's never been brought in before. She <laughs> revives a dancing career. She Yay. goes to her local dance studio where she is, you know, up against these like young ingenues or whatever that make her feel like she can't bring it. And then she brings it like it's never been brought in. And it's one of the most <laughs> iconic dance clips pretty much ever in the history of ever. television. <laughs> I'll yes. just leave it at that. You guys all have seen Wonderful. this, right? Pink leotard. Pink tights, pink leg warmers, jet black skin, looking like a black beauty. Yes. She's so gorgeous. She is so gorgeous. She's like stunning. She is. And the way that they like outfit her on that show, like she always wears this like big, gorgeous statement jewelry. And like, she's a queen. She just looks incredible. She's like the definition of a Nubian queen. She is. No, she absolutely is. Yeah. That's good casting. Until it, and the until it wasn't, switch, until it wasn't. Still a travesty. Until it wasn't. Like, couldn't, I'm sorry. I don't even know the actress's name who plays Viv number two. I don't. She played Innocent. Yes, that's, you have, that's why you have to watch the, like, thing about it. Like, the episode with oh, all the she's healing. in the reunion? Yeah. And she talks about how she didn't know, like, all the, dra- yeah. all the drama. And that if she had, she wouldn't have taken it or something. Oh, that's bullshit. I know. But look, she said what she had to say. To not look like a light-skinned devil, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, honorable mentions. We have the same top two. Kudos to us. I wrote down Hillary fiance bungee death as a potential episode title because it sounds kind of like Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. <laughs> fiance bungee death. Yes. Um, okay, so my honorable mentions are actually not really moments, but they're more like running themes or running things okay, in the okay. show. So number one is every time Uncle Phil yells at Will and Carlton, because <laughs> those scenes are so good. There's always this like, you know, they're terrified of him exploding and he sort of like lulls them into a false sense of security and then he explodes eventually. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Um, Phil and Viv's relationship because they have a wonderful marriage. Yeah. Um, car scenes in general. So for whatever reason, I just remember any scene taking place in a car on this show being extra hilarious because I feel like goofy shit always happens in the car. I have one more honorable mention and then we'll be done. Jeffrey announcing celebrity cameos. You know how he announces everybody that arrives at the house? Yes. I just, I always think it's very iconic. Who are some of the celebrities? I'm celebrity. only of the awful Tom- Donald Trump right now. Oh, God. Um, there's always, there's been lots of celebrities. I feel like it happened more in the early seasons. Like, I think there was a Halloween episode where they had like five celebrities come to the Halloween party. Oh. There was one episode with a Vandy, a Vandy, a Vanderholy. 
Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield. You know, yeah. my dad, he used to live next to my dad's best friend. It was That's my dad's awesome. college roommate. That's very exciting. Yeah. We went outside the house and saw like the big E and the big H. But you know, I, I, I didn't really understand sports. So like, I didn't realize how big of a deal. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. So yeah, I guess we, uh, we showed our love for the Fresh Prince. I feel like this can't be our last or only Fresh Prince episode, you know? It will. Revisit we'll, we, we'll revisit it. Because I feel like we could do, like, top Carlton moments, top Jeffrey moments, top Hillary moments. So true. Obviously. So. Yeah. Top Aunt Viv moments. So true. Top Uncle Phil moments. Amazing. On that note. Why don't we why don't we leave the listeners with the I'm stuck in a basement song? Great. One, two, three, go. Stuck, stuck in, in a, a basement. basement <laughs> and I'm a tricycle girl, girl getting on my, my nerves. Going out of my mind. I thought she was fine. Don't, Don't know if her if body's her body hers. Is